0: Will and Christian in the morning!
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Will and Christian in the morning. Uh, we got a good episode for you today. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Will. And let's just get right into it. How you doing, Will? How's your week?
0: I'm pretty good. Uh, It's been a little bit of an overwhelming week, but, you know, in general things have been pretty good. Um, My county I'm in just went yellow yesterday, so... Things are opening up now. I was able to, to see a couple friends yesterday for someone's birthday. Actually, friend of the pod Bo. Yeah, uh just, Happy Birthday Bo. Yeah, celebrated his birthday, so I went and I got to catch up with some friends from high school who I haven't seen in a bit. Um, so it was a lot of fun. It rained the whole time, but we ended up all sitting around talking about old times at school, stuff we've Aww, been doing. So nice. it was a lot of fun. But um it's nice that stuff is starting to open back up. I I've talked about the German store that I go to uh, on the show before, so I went back there and they were open, so I picked up a couple of those German sodas that I like oh yeah uh, so that's, that's nice, awesome. but otherwise, uh every day now I think I've been biking trying to get like in more shape and
1: nice. trying
0: to get into a routine, starting to plan stuff for the house that we'll be moving into oh, yeah. later this summer. It's a lot going on, yeah, how about you? That's
1: exciting um. This week has been good, I guess, um, just sort of normal every day. So, like, I've been uh, going to the office and helping my dad a lot. Um, I helped balance his checkbook yesterday, so mm-hmm. I know how to do that now, which is, I think, a good skill to have. Definitely. Um, and my county has been in yellow for a bit, I think. So things are starting to open up, and I'm able to see more people. I'm having a little picnic with some of my high school friends tomorrow. Nice. Go get food and go to a park. It'll be fun. So it'll be nice to see them. Ah, uh, the other day I saw friend of the pod, James from the Berg. Oh yeah. He uh, came over and we, you know, we're sitting around and went for a walk and had a little fire. We were just talking and catching up. It was nice to see him. Um, yeah, but overall, it's been it's been a week, I guess.
0: It's been a um, week. <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, let's get into the show topics we have a couple of little bits of news today so first of all exciting news for us at least i know uh agents of shield season seven has officially premiered it's and they've had two episodes so far and they were both very very good yeah so like what do you think so far without getting into too much like really spoilers like what do you think
0: well so i guess for the for the listeners a little background without spoilers as much mm-hmm. as i can this season is all about the agents going back in time for reasons that I I'm not gonna say why, but they are going through these time periods that they're gonna explore more over the show. So the first couple episodes were nineteen thirty one. Um I'm always a sucker for time travel. I loved it in Endgame. I love Back to the Future. I love all of it. So seeing that, seeing them go to these crazy times is a lot of fun. And I like the aesthetic of the nineteen thirty one like set a lot because it's really similar to Agent Carter, which is another show that I really liked um and they're the show has always been kind of loosely connected to the movies and they kind of drifted away from that in the past couple seasons but now even in the second episode they're making big connections again Mm -hmm. which i really like and i hope they continue to do that and i already know there's a big character that they're gonna run into in the next episode from a different show um so yeah i'm liking it a lot so far how about you
1: yeah, um, I'm also really enjoying it. I think that, like, I did like the last season, but it was sort of like, eh. Yeah. It, it kind of got, like, a little repetitive and a little weird. So I think that this season is, I guess you could say, return to form. It feels like, it feels a lot like the older episodes. Yes. And I also like the um 1931 aesthetic where, like, you know, if they're like using their technology and they run into people from that era, they're like, you know, like what is that? What is this? Like, it looks like something out of the funny pages.
0: <laughs> oh actually. yeah.
1: Um, so it's just sort of seeing like their world, their like brilliant technology world, collide with the world of the 1930s that you know doesn't have a lot of that. Um, I think it's cool, and I think it's it provides some good comedy and yeah i'm just i'm excited to see where the show goes yeah. especially since it's the last season i'm hoping there are going to be a lot of like connections from previous seasons so yeah I
0: hope they tie up some loose ends and everything and i want yes. Fitz fits back best character oh, in the show who he has not he, appeared yet
1: greatest character in the whole show don't at me
0: it's true no. um but yeah that's exciting and i've heard that it's been pretty popular right now like it's it's starting to get more viewership now maybe because it's the last season or because mm-hmm. there's nothing else that's new but um it's good to hear. Yeah.
1: So um another thing that we could both talk about um oh boy. the other day we watched uncut gems <coughs> the uh movie with uh, Adam Sandler, it's, you know the Good Adam Sandler movie it came <laughs> out like when did it come out like 2019?
0: Yeah, it came out last year. I'm not sure when uh, though. but But,
1: um it is a stressful movie
0: yes uh i've seen a lot of people online say that it's like it's a movie that was fantastic they really loved watching it but they never want to watch it again and i feel the same way (laughs) um we decided Uh, it was christian and i and then a couple other friends of the pod who were watching it together for like a fun movie night and by the end I was like, "All right, um, next time we're gonna watch Despicable Me because <laughs> I don't think we can all take this like this amount of stress and anxiety oh in a movie God, together." Um, so
1: f- for those of you who don't know, b- uh, basic plot synopsis: um, Adam Sandler plays a jeweler in um, not like not, not like jewel, uh, no, like the uh, <laughs> the pr- the precious diamonds, jewels, the gems. <laughs> um, but he is a jeweler in living in New York, I think, and yeah. he comes upon this big, this like opal that it costs him like a lot of money to buy, um, from like some Ethiopian like Ethiopia, yeah, even from Ethiopia, and it's like really rare or something. And he wants his plan is to like sell it for more money so he can make a bunch of money. But then this, um, this basketball player. Kg, I think is it Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Kevin Garnett. Um, he comes in. He wants to take the opal because he thinks the opal is speaking to him, and he wants to, you know, have it for basketball games. Then he gives him the opal, and then, um, just to like borrow it, and then to barter it, he uh, Kevin Garnett gives uh Adam Sandler. I forget Adam Sandler's character's name. Howard. Howard. He. So he gives Howard his. Uh, one of his basketball rings from a championship, and then Howard goes to a pawn shop and pawns off that ring for like an entirely different thing. And because he's, he's in
0: debt, de- he's like got the not the mob, but he's got collectors his, after him. Who yeah,
1: it's his uh, I think his brother-in-law and his yeah. goons are coming oh, after him. So he just the whole movie is just Howard making poor decisions, trying to make himself more money, and you know we can see throughout the movie that it doesn't really work out for him. Mm -hmm. but it's just so stressful because like he's the main character and you're supposed to kind of like him but like he just keeps making such terrible decisions and like he's
0: not a good person like he's He's a terrible dad he's like cheating on his wife There's there's so much going on and also every scene it feels like five people are yelling over each other at once Mm -hmm. so like and the it feels like the sound mixing was like done on purpose to make it more stressful so yeah. you can't really hear what's going on sometimes and it's <laughs> don't it's... watch it like right before you go to bed because you yeah. won't be able to fall asleep. <laughs> I would
1: say like 10 out of 10 would not watch again. Yes, exactly. But, uh, and if you want to check it out, it's on Netflix.
0: Yeah, there's lots of I guess there's, like, several twists and stuff, but it's just, like, a very – I feel like it's the biggest anti-gambling movie ever made.
1: It's um, <laughs> the lesson I get out of this. Don't gamble and don't uh, yeah. make stupid decisions.
0: But yeah, and it's it's weird how, like, it did not feel like Adam Sandler in that role. Because mm-hmm. I always just think of him in, like, Grown Ups or uh, – Hotel
1: Transylvania.
0: Yeah, or some other, like, Adam Sandler-type movie. And he's yeah. just playing a completely different character here. This is but like
1: it's... an Adam Sandler movie that is the opposite of an Adam Sandler type movie.
0: Yeah, and now that now that it didn't win anything, uh, now he's we get to see purposely... the new bad movie.
1: Yeah, uh, Adam Sandler said if Uncut Gems didn't win any Oscars, which it didn't, he would make another bad movie on purpose. So get ready for Jack and Jill and Toby.
0: Which, uh, yeah, I actually decided to, just for fun, make a poster of... Mm-hmm the Jack and Jill and Toby movie. So that'll be, that'll go up on the, on the Instagram story or on the page soon. Yeah. But But, it
1: was a pretty good image. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, so recently I just found out that the criterion channel is putting up some films by black filmmakers for free with everything going on. A lot of people have been suggesting movies that are made by black artists or black led movies and TV shows And so there have been some organizations, channels that are putting up a lot of movies for free. I'm not exactly sure which movies are up on the Criterion channel, but I know like Amazon Prime uh, put up Just Mercy um, for free, which to rent for free, which Christian can talk about that. I just saw that Selma, I think, is free to rent also right now. So there's a lot of movies where you can kind of get educated or uh, like see more of the culture and everything, which I think is great.
1: Yeah, so like I heard about the Criterion channel thing, but like what is Criterion channel? I wasn't really sure.
0: Yeah, I'm. I didn't really get a chance to look it up, but one second. But But uh, why don't you talk about uh, Just Mercy?
1: Yeah, so that's uh, Just Mercy is one of the movies that Will was talking about. It's uh, available to rent for free on Amazon, and it is the true story of. Uh, a black lawyer named, I think, and I almost had the name of my friend. It was uh, something Stevenson. Ah, uh, that's going to bug me. Now i got to look up that. Um, so, the name of the guy, Brian Stevenson, that's his name. So, Brian Stevenson, straight out of Harvard uh, in 1987, uh, is a lawyer, and he goes down to Alabama because he wants to defend those wrongly accused that were put on death row who are who like can't really afford uh proper um representation. So the he works a couple of cases, but the main case explored in this movie is of Walter McMillan known as I think like something G Daddy G. Okay. Donnie G, not Donnie G. Um I'm just going to say Walter uh, Yeah, yeah. Walter McMillan. So Walter McMillan was accused of murdering an eighteen-year-old girl, despite like a whole bunch of evidence proving that he was innocent because he wasn't even there and he wasn't even close to there. But he is put on death row for like this thing that he didn't do. So the whole movie is about Brian, played by Michael B. Jordan, trying his best no. to establish a case for Walter McMillan, played by Jamie Fox, uh, with the help of Eva or yeah Eva. Ansley, played by Brie Larson, who I will say did a good job in this movie. You know, I don't normally like some of her. I don't really like Captain Marvel, but you just don't like Captain Marvel. I feel like that's it. (laughs) I think she did. She did a good job in this movie. Um. So, and and, you know, there are a lot of hardships that they overcome because no matter how much evidence Brian Stevenson gathers, like the police in Alabama are like, "Oh, we know, we know Walter did it." You know, and they – it's just a really – it's also kind of a stressful movie, but um, in the end, after a long, long time, uh, Walter McMillan finally is freed in, like, 1993 or something. So, like, several years – he had been on death row since 1987, and he finally got off in 1993 – which it was like a couple of years before i was born so it's pretty crazy yeah that's... um yeah but it is a really good movie it's based on a true story which is kind of crazy in some senses because like at one point in the movie early on uh brian goes to the sheriff's office and he tries to get um the like the documents of the case and there's like two pieces of paper and he's like are you kidding this is all the witness testimony and you know the sheriff was being difficult and, like oh you know you shouldn't you should stay away from this case it's gonna make a lot of people upset and he he's like you know the evidence is irrefutable uh this guy Walter did it even though it was based off on like the witness testimony of one guy who was also a criminal so he had like every intent to lie mm-hmm. but as he was walking out after like having nothing getting nothing done because the sheriff was being difficult and like stay away from this case the sheriff was like have you seen the harper lee museum you know, Harper Lee, the author of To Kill a Mockingbird, she has a museum in Alabama, in that town, and that's the thing that they pride themselves on. You know, And, you know, we all know the story of To Kill a Mockingbird, which is Atticus Finch, a lawyer who uh, proves the innocence of a black man who was wrongfully accused of raping a girl. I was so actually just of...
0: thinking about that when you were telling, like, the, the plot Exactly, something. yeah.
1: So I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny that, like, The filmmakers did it's like showing the irony but then you're like oh wait this thing actually happened like it's i mean i don't know how super accurate it is but it seems to be fairly accurate but it is a really good movie i say check it out it's renting for free on amazon prime
0: yeah i remember i heard about this movie a little bit when it came out i knew that it had like brie larson and i knew it had jamie foxx i didn't know about michael b jordan Mm -hmm. um uh, and I think there's a couple other people in it probably but um, I'll definitely check it out especially because it's free right now
1: yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so
0: go. some business type news I guess right now so AMC recently just talked about how they're a little concerned about being able to stay in business <laughs> with everything going on COVID wise because uh, I remember I think they filed for bankruptcy and they ended up I don't know if it ever went through, but um, they were concerned because they were losing a lot of money. And they just recently said they lost between 2.1 and $2.4 billion in the past just couple of months. And I think they have 750 million in like cash or in assets right now that they're able to use. And I think some places are going to start opening up soon, some theaters, but even then they're saying they're worried that people are not going to show up if they're open just because of still being scared about like social distancing and safety or even studios pushing back films if they can't be released everywhere. Cause I guess I don't think, you know, Disney's not going to release black widow or Mulan or whatever, if not everyone can watch it. Yeah. Um, so that does bring up the interesting question of what are they going to show in these movie theaters open? Exactly. I know in China, they're going to re-release, like Avengers and one of the Iron Man movies and stuff like that. So I wonder if maybe we'll get like an infinity war re-release or maybe like star Wars or something, which would be cool, but are people going to actually go and watch that? Um, It'll be interesting to see how the movie theaters are. Once things are a bit more normal.
1: Yeah. And I did hear that they are planning to re-release Scott Pilgrim in theaters oh, for yeah. his 10th anniversary. So, I mean, I think that if they were going to show things, it would probably be like re-releases or maybe movies that were supposed to come out during this pandemic that obviously got pushed back. Trolls maybe World they'll... Tour, baby. Trolls World Tour. We'll see. But um, on the flip side, uh, Cinemark is also planning to slowly open the theaters again. Um, I think they're starting to begin it maybe next week and they're plan is they want to have all of their theaters open by july 19th oh. they seem kind of confident because i think they're doing like spacing between seats but they're not requiring face masks which i thought was interesting so i yeah. feel like they are a little more confident and i did a little bit of reading and apparently there are a lot of movie go- goers who are excited to go back to the theater i mean i know like i would be careful but like i can't wait to go back to the movie theater and see a movie Like I,
0: um, yeah, yeah. I'd be nervous. Yeah, but I also like I want to. I feel like that's also the easiest place to wear a mask. Why? Like, why wouldn't you? But yeah, um, I mean,
1: unless you're eating like popcorn or something. Oh wait, that's
0: true. But maybe that's um, why they're not
1: requiring face masks because they're like, oh, you don't need a face mask.
0: Buy our popcorn. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good point. I didn't even think of that. But expect the the concessions prices to be about twenty dollars more. Um, so your popcorn will cost like. A student loan i don't know but supply and demand yeah it'll be interesting also to see what they're clean like spacing out not having as many seats as well as like how they're gonna clean everything because yeah uh, i feel like movie theaters usually aren't cleaned the best um yeah, i agree i don't know we'll see but i hope that i'm able to get back to one soon yeah me too and finally uh other movie news Filming in California, at least, is going to start up again soon, or at least they'll be allowed to, uh, as soon as June 12th, so just in about a week. And I remember hearing that Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision were going to start filming again soon, because I think WandaVision is almost done, and maybe they just need some reshoots, but Falcon and Winter Soldier still has a good bit to shoot, and... They'll be allowed to soon, which is nice. I am I think That's they're exciting. still going to have a lot of regulations with, like, temperature checks and quarantining and everything. Mm-hmm. But it looks like things will be back on track. And I know, actually, that in New Zealand, the Avatar 2 cast oh. just, I think, finished their 14-day quarantine. They're going to start filming now. Yes! Which... That's so
1: exciting!
0: Five more years, I'm going to bet, is when that movie will come out in 2025. Um, But... Oh. Yeah, so Avatar Two's uh, working now as well. I'm not sure about any other movies that are being filmed right now, but um, I'd bet that things will start ramping up again.
1: Slowly but surely, we're moving along.
0: Also, I just realized Black Widow was supposed to be out by now.
1: Yeah, oh, I saw that.
0: Like it would have come out end of, like last month, I think, like right when we finished school. Yeah, Ugh. it was
1: like May something. Yeah. Well.
0: And well, we'll yeah. see it eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah, eventually. But uh, one last little piece of news before we get into the main topic. Uh, friend of the pod, Johnny Sebastian, uh, he has released an EP on Spotify, Apple Music, and you know a bunch of other platforms. It's called Elevator Music. Go check it out. He remastered three of his previously released songs, and he recorded a new song that has, I think he's performed it live, but he's never released it, so... Uh, It's a four-song EP, and it's really good. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah,
0: it's great. Go check it out. Also, Criterion Channel—it's pretty. It's a streaming like service where they have like independent and like classic older movies. Oh, Um, so it's not as much mainstream stuff. So if Hmm. you want to check that out, Um, is it? Yeah, but yeah, go listen. Hmm?
1: Service is it like a free service? Like
0: a no, it's a paid. It's like eleven bucks a month. But those black films that they talked about are gonna be free to watch.
1: Oh, so you don't need the subscription to not for those. No, but I think oh, for the other cool. stuff you do. Yeah, huh. I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so getting into our main topic today. So, you know, with uh everything going on, it's um sort of a it's it's like a it's a we're all nervous it's just kind of a scary time uh with everything going on we don't really like to get political i guess on this show but uh i think this is sort of something that we can talk about because it's not as much a political issue you know um it's more of like a human issue it's like a human issue yeah the uh um so i don't know i just want to make sure i don't really like step out of line with anything
0: i think i think a disclaimer everything that we're going to talk about we're not perfect and i think that that's okay that we're not perfect but i think it's good that we're bringing stuff up i yeah i don't know if i want to speak for you but we posted on instagram we support the the black lives matter movement yes um we've both been like doing our part i think at least i'm i'm assuming i've seen you posting a lot yeah um i've been trying to donate post on social media and everything but what we wanted to do was a lot of people have been posting things online to, you know, help donate to bail funds, to sign petitions. And there have been people posting stuff to to educate yourself, whether it be reading, watching things on Netflix, um, which we, I think, reposted one of those. And what we wanted to talk about today was just kind of some examples of things like in media that either have like good representation or are um like good like artists that i know christian you have probably more artists than i do um to talk about but yeah i don't think we're gonna be perfect in our explanation of everything but i think that's okay
1: i think you know we're both trying to do our part and you know our show is specifically focused on like movies tv and music so i think this is something that you know we could talk about and say like hey you know bring these um these people to light you know these talented black filmmakers actors artists musicians directors and all that i think that this is a good sort of you know we're using our platform to um make sure that they're recognized and appreciated yeah um so all right let's let's get right into it now that we're you know we introduced it let's get right into it so um First, we were thinking to talk about uh, some shows that we enjoy that have, like, a good representation of uh, people of color and minorities in television. Uh, like, we previous, previously mentioned Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, the main the main cast, I think, is pretty diverse. We have, um, other than, you know, Coulson, who's the, the lead, we have uh, Daisy Johnson, who is, I think half Chinese, yeah half I'm not really sure. She I think she's Asian American. She is, yeah. Yeah. Uh then we have uh Melinda May who is Asian American. We have Alfonso mckenzie That's such a cool name. Uh <laughs> Mac who, you know, he's African American, you know, uh Mac. And we have uh Elena Yo Yo Rodriguez who is Hispanic. Um but You know, I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does a really good job of having these, you know, strong uh, minority characters. And I think, of course, if you have, like, a secret agency that goes to save the world, it's not going to be just a bunch of white dudes. And so I think these are good representations of... uh, These are good, like, character representations. They're some of my favorite characters on the show, like, especially in this new season where they're in the 1930s and, you know racial tensions are high because there's you know a lot of that stuff going on and Mm. i think it's kind of entertaining to see some white guy like try to talk down to mac but mac is just like this huge big strong guy is like say yeah say it finish that sentence sentence. and then (laughs) it was like oh no because they're all scared of him so i think that's great um
0: yeah i remember well i don't remember because i didn't watch it then but i've seen i saw things where People actually really criticized the show at first because it wasn't very diverse. Like I guess at first you had like Fitzsimmons, Colson, Ward um, uh, yeah. and you did have May and Sky, but uh, they didn't really play up that Daisy Sky whatever was half Chinese they didn't really uh, they didn't really start doing that until the second season when they went into her family history and everything. so I think it was a thing where people would call it agents of white. <laughs> um but one of the things that i think the show has done really well is bring in these characters and make it feel natural and not like we're bringing in diversity yeah um because um where is it i had something written down oh.
1: but yeah it doesn't really feel forced like i think all of the characters have like a really good chemistry with each other and it's not like look how diverse we are it's just like you know it's a great cast of characters and i think all these characters are really well developed like i said like they're all badasses you know they're all they all kick the bad guys butts and it's really entertaining to watch it's just and i'm sure it's nice for um it's it's probably nice for girls to see you know sky or johnson you know beating up bad guys and so I think that she's a good role model for them or having Max um his axe gun shotgun axe. His shotgun axe. That is oh, this is so awesome. Like but these are some fantastic characters and I think that they can be good role models for, you know, these little girls or um African American children. So it's good to see that they have like these badasses to look up to. Like, yeah, superheroes.
0: Yeah, the um the thing I think I was going to say was that like we kind of talk about it, it never feels forced because I sometimes think of other shows where whatever for whatever reason the only one that comes to my mind is Big Bang Theory mm. where you have a show that is like generally a white cast and then you just have Raj who is like the token Indian character with an accent and like kind of feel like falls into tropes and the show doesn't really do that. I've never once like watched it and like thought about the characters, ethnicities, or race, or anything. They're all just a team, and that's how they um, like mm-hmm. play it up. And I think part of the reason it works well is because, at least from what I've heard, they have a pretty like diverse behind-the-scenes uh, kind of team. I know Marissa... I don't know how to say this last name. Uh, ten... Tan Sha- Rowan? Tantra um, Rowan. Um, she's one of the creators of the show, and one of the showrunners, and she's Asian-American. She actually played... Uh, it was in season six. It's like Deke's girlfriend at the tech company. Oh, that was her, yeah, Sequoia. She, that was her. Um, that
1: was so funny.
0: But yeah, so she's been one of the showrunners for a while and one of the co-creators of the show. I know. Um, Chloe Bennett talked about uh pretty recently, actually, kind of how this show has what it's done for like representation. I have a, There's an article I'm actually gonna pull up real quick because I have it saved. Mm-hmm but um mm, like she felt that it was like a really normal environment on the show um sorry
1: yeah no that that's okay yeah i mean i think that like i said before just sort of like everyone seems to have just like such a good chemistry with each other um and like you were saying with like the Big Bang Theory, or I think of like that '70s show, which I've seen right. a little bit. Like, um, it's a pretty, it's just like a bunch of white people, and then Fez is like the one, uh, he's the exchange student, and he has like the the accent, and but uh, in Agents of the Shield, you know, like never really feels forced. Um, they're not like really like saying like, oh, this is what we're trying to say here. Like, it's just good diversity that tells a good story with good characters yeah and
0: i think and then chloe bennett brought up that uh she like wants it to be normal because like i guess when this when the show was airing it maybe wasn't the most normal for two of the main leads to be asian american women mm-hmm. um and she thinks that like once that's normalized it'll be better like for tv in general and she also talked about working with McNowen who is the voice of mulan who um she always looked up to as a kid like as a character because that was someone who she could see herself in and then getting to work with her Mm -hmm. um
1: also um ming no is a triple threat she is a disney princess a marvel superhero and a star wars character so she's sort of got that trifecta which i thought was cool and she's won awards i think she won recently she went like at some award that disney
0: gave her yeah disney legend
1: the disney legend yes Um, and i saw
0: someone talk about how this show does this type of thing better than the one scene they brought up the one scene in endgame where it's the final battle and it's all like the women of the marvel universe together which i like that scene but a lot of people felt it was like either too fan servicey or kind of felt forced meanwhile in this show there's really none of that and they've managed to do it for seven seasons now mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's a really good example on television right now
1: mm-hmm. and of course we got to bring up community oh yeah um community if you just look at like the main seven uh the greendale seven it's a pretty diverse cast and so they've you know mentioned it um you know you have Abed, who is uh half polish half indian uh you have you know Troy and Shirley who i don't are think he's indian i thought i thought they said half polish half indian
0: oh okay maybe i'm i might be maybe, wrong. i don't i don't know um
1: and then you have uh Troy and Shirley who are you know african american you could even say Annie's jewish um but i think they they don't really dive dive too deep into these sort of cultural things but they have a couple times where um they sort of celebrate diversity like in the or one of the early christmas episodes it shows that like everyone has a different religion and they celebrate christmas in a different way uh, or or like not christmas at all you know the celebrate the holidays in a different way but they can sort of all come together as a family even though they all, you know, celebrate differently. They always do end up
0: celebrating Christmas, though. They find yeah. A way. <laughs> um, I think it's actually funny how they do that with Abed because Abed's Muslim in the show, but he always says how much like because Christmas is such a big part of pop culture in the media that like he becomes obsessed with it just from watching movies and TV, um, mm-hmm. which is funny. But um, but yeah, I feel like they never. It's usually sometimes the dynamic is like played for jokes um never in like a like mean-spirited way but pierce uh is the the study group's like racist homophobic uh (laughs) sexist kind of character and there are jokes that like that he says in the show that are very offensive but he's pretty much always shut down never taken seriously and Mm -hmm. he ends up like being pretty much ousted from the group a couple times because of how he acts um
1: but um, and then even Pierce has some little moments of like, oh, maybe this isn't good. Like I, the one that comes to mind, I think is the uh, the Hawthorne wipes, the the gay Hawthorne wipes episode. Yeah, where um, that's when we meet Pierce's father, who is like, the, and they call him the abbot of racism. So he's like, he like finds something, quote unquote, wrong with everyone in the study group, even like Jeff and Britta who are white and like where mm-hmm. like oh that must be something like she's saying oh that's not good of you to say and that really has meaning because i'm white and then he's like oh you Scandinavian, you scandinavian dog or something but yeah. um but then we see sort of like a little character growth for pierce because they have like a gay uh like a, a celebration party for the the lgbt community uh at greendale and pierce is sort of like oh you know these people they're not that bad and he's sort of enjoying it before his father shuts it down but to be
0: fair though the only one of the reasons that he likes it is because he's making a lot of money off of it but but i think there is like a bit of genuine
1: yeah i think he's like actually like he's like oh i don't know why he oh he was like oh i don't know why gay means bad uh these these folks are all right in my book yeah (laughs) nice in the pierce way but like you said if he makes these offensive jokes he's always shut down and he's usually the villain of the story because of how mean he can be Mm -hmm. but you know even pierce has some nicer moments
0: at least in the beginning yeah
1: yeah at least in the beginning but you know but uh this is another example where it's just sort of it's a diversity but it's normal like it doesn't
0: yeah they don't like make a big deal out of it it's just yeah. there and pierce is really the only one who ever acknowledges it mm-hmm. um so the last show that i have on here that i watch um is brooklyn Nine, mm-hmm. which i know like it's a it's a show about police officers which with everything going on maybe i don't yeah. know what people think about that but it's a satire of like police shows so it's not really uh representative of yeah. Real life or anything, like but um,
1: or, um, yeah. And those other like, all the police chasing the bad guys shows.
0: So yeah. So um, so and so it's cool. more of a workplace comedy than anything, but yeah. Um, this is a show that's really diverse, and issues are also brought up on it. Um, the main cast, um, you have like Jake Peralta, who like is white, but and a couple other characters, but most of the cast is pretty diverse. You have the police captain, Captain Holt, who is a black gay uh, police commissioner, not commissioner, police captain. And they really get into that. That's a big part of his character because he talks a lot about the racism, the homophobia that he's faced, like in his career, getting up to being able to be a police captain. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of like a big part of his, not like character development, but a big part of his character. Um, There's uh, Rosa and Amy who are two Latinx characters on the show um and one of them is actually um bisexual you have uh terry cruz on the show one of my favorite characters um and he actually ties into one of probably the best episodes of the show that tackles issues it's an episode called Moomoo, Moo, which maybe doesn't sound like it'd be a very serious episode but mm-hmm. basically yeah. the premise is terry's daughter's lose um one of their toys near his house on the street um when his like co-workers have to drive the kids home so he's out one night near his house looking around for the toy and a white police officer comes up to him and profiles him and questions why he's outside and almost arrests him until he tells him that he's a cop and it is like really tough for him and he struggles with trying to decide if he should report it or not because he's trying to take um, like an exam, or he's trying to apply to get a promotion on the police force, and the captain actually recommends not filing a complaint because he thinks that if he does, he won't be able to get the promotion. Um, so there's a lot of like, should he call out the the bad things happening in like the police or in his workplace, or should he just let it go so he can get further up the ladder? Um, and then Jake and Amy who uh, were like watching the kids kind of have to explain to them the whole situation um, and like how black people are racially profiled. And it's it's not like an uncomfortable episode necessarily because they still have jokes in it. It still manages to be lighthearted while also talking about the issue. But I would say a lot of people agree that's probably one of like the best episodes oh talking about that and there's i wouldn't say that happens all the time on the show i think there are other times where they talk about issues and the like police force on the show is definitely not uh, perfect um but this is definitely a very diverse show where they talk about it and it's also it's normal and things are also discussed which i really like and it's also really funny and very heartwarming show um definitely recommend checking it out I'm currently watching, like, the most recent season, and it's definitely felt like a return to form of, like, the original Goofy show, which is a lot of fun.
1: That's good. I've actually, I've never really seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That was one of those shows that I was like, oh, like, people had told me to watch it, but I never really got around to it, but uh, Mm -hmm. that sounds, like, really good. I didn't realize they would sort of, like, delve deep into talking about that, I guess, but, uh, you know, good for them.
0: Yeah, and it's on Hulu if if anyone Mm -hmm. wants to check it out.
1: Um, also on Hulu. Going to the next point is a show called Atlanta. Yes. You know, created, created by, written by, starring, directed by Donnie Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Tommy was <laughs> Tommy was out. But um, you know, Donnie Glover created the show and he stars as Ern, who is a Princeton dropout who's like broke, living in Atlanta, and he uh tries to manage his cousin Alfred's music career his cousin Alfred also knows Paperboy is a rapper so it's just sort of um earn paperboy and their friend Darius sort of just living day by day that's the 3 Darius the 3 main characters but um uh Donald Glover plays earn um Paperboy uh Alfred is played by Brian Tyree Henry um, was the dad Stanfield. in Spider-Verse he is the dad in Spider-Verse uh, Lakeith Stanfield plays Darius and Donald Glover sort of not really his girlfriend but his partner who he was a kid with uh, Vanessa is played by Zazie Beetz who is in Deadpool um, so it's a pretty much strictly black cast and um, one of the things Donald Glover says with the show he has said that he wants the people who watch it to feel black and he wants it to make make you feel black and understand you know like what it's like to be black in america and mm-hmm. um obviously i'm never gonna fully understand but i think it's sort of you know watching the show sort of open my eyes to like what's really like like um one episode that comes to mind uh because you mentioned like the racial profiling in brooklyn 99 there's one episode where uh Ern and vanessa sort of go on a date night because Earn just oh just got God, i a, about this a uh actually i think there are two episodes where they but they're just, just sort of going out on the town because uh Ern got like a big paycheck so he has i think it's a hundred dollar bill that he got so first they tried to go to a movie and um they so Ern is like oh can i have two tickets and they try to pay with a hundred and they're like i'm sorry we don't accept hundreds there and it's weird because the couple that was just in front of them, who are white, they got to pay with a $100 bill. So Ern's like, you know, what's the problem? They have, um, like, the couple in front of us paid a $100 bill. Why can't we? And then they, like, look at it. They're like, oh, it's counterfeit. And he's like, no, it's not. Like, I just got it. So um, they're like, oh, it's counterfeit. You need to leave now. And so they walk away. And then uh, Vanessa's like, oh, they're kind of racist. And then they go to a club and they try to get in and um nobody else except Ern gets a pat down from the security guards and he gives him the hundred and they're like, oh, this is counterfeit. And he's like, no, it's not. So the whole episode, they're like trying to go out, but these people keep like denying them. And it's obvious. You know, it's got these racist undertones
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, they're like these white couples or other couples that are being let in, but they're not. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Um like in the even in the very first episode, uh, there's one when uh, Ernest going to a radio station to trying to get um paper voice music on the radio. This is what
0: I was thinking about. I yeah, think he meets yeah. this
1: one guy who's a white guy who works there who I guess they sort of know each other, and um the white guy's like, Oh, Ern, I didn't know you were in town, if I would have invited you to this party and he you know telling this story about how he you know there's a dj and he starts playing florida and then so the white guy's like and then i go up to him and I'm like really and then he says the n-word and urn's like you said that you really said that He was like yeah he's like man i had to so he uses the n-word a couple times like casually with urn and then like he walks away and he sees like a couple other white dudes and he's like what's up my dudes and then like a black janitor walks by and urn's like hey that, it, that guy ever used the n-word around you he's like yeah right get like a and he, like i'd kick his ass or whatever mm-hmm. and then later in the episode they meet again but this time Ern is with uh alfred and darius and he tells the story and Ern's like oh tell the story again and so he tells the story again i was like oh we played florida so i went up to him and I'm like really and like he doesn't say the n-word because now he's in front of alfred who is you know sort of a bigger guy and maybe like he's like afraid of him but uh so it sort of plays off like oh urn's like not really threatening but uh alfred is so he's sort of like scared to do that in front of him but uh i think it's a really great show and it really just sort of does i think does a good job of like making me uh, sort of understand the culture and like what it's like to be black in america but um yeah, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, that
0: like story in that show reminded me back in my English class last year, I had a really great English class where we learned a lot about um, like racial issues and stuff and one of the things like is called code switching where you change your the way that you speak based on who you're around. So, sometimes like for whatever reason people will think that it's like okay to talk a certain way around certain people and it's interesting like the switch that he makes talking to urn versus talking to the group of them in the car um and i think the show definitely tackles stuff like that a lot um actually i just recently got it recommended to me the youtube algorithm's going crazy lately really? um where there's an episode that is a really funny episode where it's all commercials oh and my god! and yeah but the commercials are like really messed up and like strange and one of them is like a serial commercial and it's a wolf similar to like the tricks rabbit where he's uh, go, he uh, goes into this crazy. temple to try to take some cereal, and like a police officer literally like comes and starts harassing him because he's like has the cereal, and he, it's. And
1: the kids are like, the kids are like, let him go. It's just cereal. He's like, you can I mean, have the
0: cereal, and he's like, no, no, I'm doing my job, and
1: it's like, I'm sorry, the cereal's only for children.
0: Yeah, he like literally, he literally does the 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 move. Um. That was done on George Floyd, so it's like a very topical, very topical scene, and it's played for laughs, but it's also highlighting the very serious issue. Yeah. And people in the comments are like, "Wow, YouTube, you're really uh, throwing that up right now." Um, like, YouTube's been doing that for a lot of similar things, but yeah. like another example of how the show is tackling very serious issues while also like making it not necessarily entertaining, but putting it like within the context of the show um and the story but yeah it's definitely it's also like a very it is a funny show at times um yeah despite like the issues that it talks about and while well, also like showing the culture like um the teddy perkins episode oh my god which is so strange but i really it's like cool. it and like darius as a character um played by the stan uh stanfield yeah, i always get Sandfield. his name wrong um he's hilarious but it's definitely a great show um they're making the third season right now i think
1: third and fourth simultaneously oh. i believe they're both supposed to premiere next year i don't know if like one's gonna be like in the spring one in the fall i'm not really sure but the- i know they're both supposed to premiere sometime next year which i'm very excited for because this show is just fantastic
0: yes and it's one it's won a bunch of awards i think yes too. it
1: won it won donald a couple emmys on his way to the got what?
0: On his way to the EGOT, when he's Only gonna get, when he needs a Tony next <laughs> and oh, an Oscar, yeah. I guess. But
1: yeah, we'll see. So, um, I guess sort of talking, to, uh, piggybacking off of you know Atlanta's concept of like you know the rappers in Atlanta. Um, something I wanted to talk about was some great Black or uh, POC artists. Uh, you know, because I've been listening to like a lot of music, least recently, and like some of these are some of my favorite artists. But, uh, you know, I guess we could keep talking about Childish Gambino. Uh, so other than, you know, making Atlanta and like these other shows, uh, he focuses a lot about music and um, like, obviously, This Is America blew up. And I've I've seen like even recently, it's like climbing the charts again. Really? So like a lot of people I know, like my brother the other day, he was like, oh, yeah, I just watched This Is America again. So it's becoming very, very topical. Um how like in the video um you know like at the very beginning there's like a black man playing the guitar and then donald shoots him and then he's just dragged off and then donald just starts dancing weirdly and yeah so and it's sort of like talking about like oh how you know these people are dying but we just sort of like shrug it off and when something else becomes popular but um... i think
0: that video also has a lot of, like some of those dances and stuff in the poses he does are like mm-hmm. old i forget exactly what but it's like were... old symbolism or something like something slavery related yeah i think um, that
1: first when he poses to shoot the guy i think that's like a jim crow era pose from like a poster or something
0: yeah and then you got the the scene where he like shoots up the choir and everything and mm-hmm. then just starts dancing again um yeah
1: and then like he's you know teaching the kids how to dance but in the background there's like cars on fire and like a lot of you know people being murdered but it's just like the main focus is like the dancing so it's like you know i think he's saying that like there's a lot of things wrong with america that we just sort of like sh- brush off and don't really pay attention to so he's sort of trying to bring to light you know the issues in america and i think that uh, i guess george floyd's death has really brought a lot of issues more to light and you know this everyone sort of had enough of these problems and now we're seeing just like a lot of people like getting up and like yeah we need to do something about this yeah
0: the, the video and the song are as relevant as they were uh, when did it come out 2017 2018
1: i think 2017
0: yeah it's still yeah. just as relevant as ever
1: mm-hmm. um and then Some other of his projects, Um, his latest album, 31520, is very, it's it's a little strange. Like, each song is numbers, like the timestamp at which uh, the song started in the big live stream that he premiered like the week before their album released. But there are some songs in there that sort of seem to uh, bring to light the problems in America. Like, um, uh, there's one song about It's called The Violence, and um, it just talks about, like, the violence in America. There was one song that I was listening to the other day called Beautiful. Well, you know, that's not the actual title, but people call it beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, in the chorus, the chorus goes, to be beautiful is to be hunted. I can't change that truth. I can't get you used to this. So, I think he's saying, like, you know, being black in America automatically – you know, some people are gonna hate you for it, and you know as much as that sucks, like you can't change that truth, really, so I think I mean that's what I got from it, you know yeah I really know and um, even as his, his first album, his first studio album camp, um there are you know it doesn't exactly talk about it it's to me it's sort of like just him trying to find his place in the rap game, but he talks a lot about how like oh some people think he's not really black
0: like yeah that.
1: um so he talks he like talks about a lot about how his childhood and how he sort of struggled growing up in the projects um how he was worried like people would be coming after him because they couldn't pay renter things like that or mm. how people like made fun of him in school because like he went like in the album at least i don't know how true it is to his actual life Like, his character talks about going to a white school, and a lot of people, like, made fun of him, and they wanted to, like, touch his hair because it was different than theirs, so there's a lot of those undertones
0: in Yeah, I just remembered, isn't the beginning of the Bonfire music video, like, something, like, lynching-related?
1: Yeah, I think he, like, wakes up, like, on the ground, sort of bloody, and there's, like, a noose around his neck. Mm Mm-hmm so i've I haven't watched the actual video in a while, but I believe, yeah, yeah, that's sort of like,
0: and I remember yeah. there's a there's a line in one of his songs, um about like just trying to be a good like role model um like for black kids, I forget what song it is,
1: yeah, yeah so I think he like
0: it might be not going back i'm I can't remember that. oh though.
1: yeah, yeah, you know he wants to he just sort of like be a good role model um for the Black youth, I guess, just sort of ha- giving them someone good to look up to, like we were kind of talking about, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Charles Gambino, you know, with his music and Donald with Atlanta, you know, I think he does a good job of sort of bringing, uh, bringing everyone into the Black culture and just sort of, sort of showing them what it's like and i think another artist that does this successful is kendrick lamar who actually won a Pulitzer prize which is typically um for literature and you know like books and all that i believe he is the first rapper to win a Pulitzer prize i feel like maybe um oh who was it i think it was like bob marley or something like that also won one but kendrick has a uh Pulitzer Prize I think for his album Damn which is his latest No, I think I think Black, technically Black Panther was his latest but Damn is one of his albums that he released like a couple years ago that won a Pulitzer Prize but uh, I've been listening to a lot of Kendrick Lamar lately Um, he has an album called Good Kid Mad City which I think it talks a lot about just sort of the black youth culture how you know he's a good kid but the city sort of Makes him into a bad kid, I guess, because he's hanging out with these, he's his friends who aren't really his friends, and they're sort of like a bad influence on him. And that sort of talks about like the, you know, like gang gangs in the culture, how you know they go and rob places. And at one point in the album, like his brother gets shot, and towards the end they sort of recognize that like what they're doing is wrong, so they all turn to religion. And they're all baptized, so I think it sort of talks a lot about like black youth culture. But there's one line in particular that stuck out to me in um, the song "Money Trees." I just want to—I don't want to get the line wrong, but uh, it's about—and I thought it was especially relevant. Now it's in the chorus. Um, He says, "Everybody gonna respect the shooter, but the one in front of the gun lives forever." So it's like you know if there's a a killing like this you know the the person who killed like the the person behind the gun who's shooting is gonna have some fame like oh look how terrible he is but Mm -hmm. the one in front of the gun the person who died is always going to be remembered yeah like i think you know george floyd or any of these other people who were um you know they were shot down
0: which there's Um, a crazy long list
1: yeah, there's a a lot. But uh like they're always going to be remembered even though they have even though they died, their mm-hmm. like their memory is going to live forever. Yeah. But um yeah, definitely check out Kendrick Lamar and we are sort of uh getting towards end, so I'll try and wrap it up. But um 21 Savage, I haven't listened to a lot of his music, but he can get pretty political on his albums i listened to his one album i am greater than i was i'm pretty sure that's his latest but you know he sort of talks about how um you know like he's a rich black man but still he's sort of you know like he some people see he's like a him as like a bad person like oh he must have you know got his money through you know like going on the streets or selling drugs or something whereas he got his riches from like working hard in the music industry. So he kind of talks about how some people don't really believe like his wealth is justified. Like, Oh, he must've done it in some bad way when really he was just like working really hard.
0: So mm-hmm. he talks
1: about that. <clears throat> Jeez. um, One artist I want to talk about who is not, she's not black. She's of Dominican descent, but uh, I feel like she's not as famous as some of the other artists I've talked about. Um. Her name's 070 Shake, and I saw her in concert like really? just before the pandemic started, like just before the quarantine started. So, um, like luckily enough, when I was going home for spring break, me and my sister saw her in Philly, and it was like fantastic. But, um, <clears throat> I just wanted to, I don't know if her music necessarily do- delves deep into um racial issues, but I just feel like she doesn't have too much recognition so i wanted to shout her out i think she's a great artist uh she's worked with kanye a couple times but um other than that i feel like not a lot of people really know her so i just wanted to you know let her you know give her time to shine like go check her out she's great yeah um and then one last artist that i want to mention tyler the creator um he his album igor won best album at the grammys last year and i can see why i like it i think it's a fantastic album um so he talks a lot about being black and his sexuality it's not really clear what his sexuality is but i think we can infer that a lot of people say he's bisexual but he hasn't really come out and said anything but one thing i did see when he was on uh larry king and um larry king asked him like what makes like what's one thing you hate about the music industry and he was like i just hate when people aren't themselves and he was like um like gay rappers like who cares like so what if they're gay why does that matter Mm -hmm. so he talks a lot about that in his album flower boy i think talks a lot about his sexuality but um i think that's another artist that's great that you know you need to check out um you know i i just hope that it's not coming off as like i'm trying to like you know tell you like what to do i guess like no no yeah i mean yeah i just yeah i just thought that um like when we were talking about this episode we wanted to like try and do it right and try and give these black artists directors um actors and all these people just giving them the, the recognition that they deserve because they work so hard and there's some amazing people and i thought that we could sort of use our platform to bring them that recognition
0: absolutely yeah um Um, and i think we're kind of wrapping up um i want to before we get off i want to recommend a book that i actually read for that english class i was talking about last year it's called citizen and american lyric and it's by Claudia Rankine, Rankine, I, I never get the name pronunciation right, but basically the book is about, it's a, it's a collection of stories that are not all the author's experiences, but basically experiences of mostly like black women in the United States facing like microaggressions, uh, blatant racism, uh, all kind of things like that and how it affects them like in their lives. So there's a lot of stories uh, like for instance there's one where she's with her white friend at a restaurant and she put the card in the check um, and the waitress comes back immediately hands the card back to the white woman stuff like that um, Mm -hmm. where um, maybe I think sometimes when people think about racism they're just thinking about overtly like someone saying like I don't like black people or not like hiring someone because of that or something when really it's a lot deeper than that. Um, and it's a book that really made me think, and it's a book that was a really good read. I think there's probably a PDF of it on the internet somewhere. I think maybe I found that when we read it for our class. Otherwise I'm sure it's like at your library and I'm sure it's in the SJU library if you go to SJU. Um, but that's like my recommendation, I guess, to kind of, kind of like how we talked about Atlanta, putting you in the shoes, of a black person living in Atlanta, this kind of puts you into the shoes of a black person living in America. And it does it, it's all told through the second person, so you're not seeing it from the outside, you're seeing it as if it was you in that situation. So I think that's a really good read that uh, you should check out if you get the chance. I'm definitely gonna be checking out these artists, uh, the movies that are free right now, Mm -hmm. and even a lot of the recommendations that people have put up on social media i highly suggest that you do the same
1: yeah as do i i think that um as especially right now but just sort of always it's important to stay educated and try and think about you know the experiences of other people and And, not just your own yeah and
0: it's not anyone's responsibility to educate you it's your responsibility to educate yourself
1: Mm -hmm. so like go out there like read listen to music watch these movies um just try i guess like i think something great about one thing i do like about this country i think that we there are a lot of different people and different cultures in this country and i think it's important to give them the recognition that they deserve and sort of um sort of expose yourself to these different cultures so you know if you're a white guy you know try and read things written by black women or watch a movie with an all-black cast as opposed to maybe like a tv show that has like instead of like watching the office for the 15th time try all right don't at
0: me okay well, <laughs> no. no i just i know I i'm kidding know, i'm kidding like, in
1: general, like instead of that watch like atlanta I know or you don't mean. watch just mercy or watch um when they see us which is a series about it's a mini series about the uh, central park five which i'm planning to watch i've heard this is like really difficult to watch because it's based you know based on a pretty well, terrible true story mm-hmm. of the central park five it's like these five black kids who were um wrongfully accused of raping a girl i i believe um don't quote me that i'm not entirely sure but um mm-hmm. i want to check that out you know i want to try and stay educated but uh i guess what this whole thing this whole episode what i wanted to say was just you know try and expose yourself to other people's experiences other than your own and you know it's important to stay educated and um, i think this is
0: a good opportunity to, to highlight things that maybe we don't always talk about yes um but yeah i hope i hope everyone listening has enjoyed it mm-hmm. um again i know we are not perfect in all of our explanations yes. of everything yes and I think maybe sometimes things are uncomfortable, but I think that's a good thing. Um, and I think it's good that we had like this entire discussion and everything. Um, but don't be silent. Um, do what you can right now. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else from you?
1: Uh, Black Lives Matter, Black now Lives Matter. and always. So I guess yeah, because what you were saying, like you know, do your part, stay educated, and. Uh, keep finding the good fight, I guess. Yeah. And I think um I think one thing to highlight that because this is an especially scary time with, you know, people are looting and you know, there there are all these deaths that like everything just seems so scary right now. But I think mm-hmm. it's important to remember that real change comes from, you know, these these sort of things. And if we keep working hard then I think we will be able to inspire change like just going back to just mercy like throughout the whole movie you're like like it seems hopeless like nothing's gonna happen but then toward like at the end like brian stevenson like he's working really really hard and eventually they come out victorious and that whole like he established a whole um not really company just sort of like this organization that helps people who are who are on death row who don't have enough to um get good representation and who were you know wrongfully accused and you know they're innocent and that organization has let out like a whole bunch of people from death row and i think that just watching that movie sort of to me it was like you know even though there is all this bad happening like we're working hard and change is possible i think yeah so I think it's important to keep working I'm hard. With
0: that, I think this wraps things up. So thank you for okay. listening again. And um, right. we'll see you next week.
1: All right. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye.